But can I tell you something? What I believe God is doing right now is apostolic ministry is a, a bit of an unusual beast when it comes to what we've seen happening over the last three or 400 years of those environments and church styles and ministry styles and song styles and dress styles and uh, coffee styles and all of these type of things that are going on. Apostolic ministry is called to draw together all of the things that have been revealed up until this point. So that an apostolic environment is really not in itself anything other than a place where everybody can feel like they can belong there. And so as we do that, we're, we're kind of forced as human beings to be okay with if you were born, if you were raised up in a denominational environment and you step into a prophetic ministry where we're swinging from the chandeliers, you could say, well, that's, that's wrong because we're quiet, somber, and we don't talk because that's what you're used to. And that's not right or wrong. That's what we have to identify. It's not right or wrong. It's just what I'm used to. And when we're going forward with God, and this has always been the way that it is, for some reason humans want to be the, the rebels that break away from the old people who did the pre previous thing, but then when the new people come and want to break away from us, now it's wrong. It was right then and wrong now. And we can't do that. We have to have this understanding that God is actually doing something. Yeah. He's got an objective. Yes. And the objective isn't to do the paragraph of the chapter that you or I happen to be raised up in. God actually has a much bigger plan that he's trying to do as he brings forth the, 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 the kingdom of God in the earth. And I'm of the persuasion that says that as we are going forward, what God has actually been doing is he's been showing us bits and pieces of the bigger puzzle. And rather than us saying this piece of it is the answer to every question, we need to develop an environment that not only respects and honors the shoulders on which we stand, which we definitely have to do, but then we have to build an environment that says, as future generations come along until Jesus comes back, which could be tonight, or it could be 10,000 years from now, that we have to build an environment that is going to progressively move forward. That as every generation comes up, that they take hold in an honorable way the things that have been, have been gotten by the, the season before, and we're going to lift those up and say, okay, where does that take us from here? It certainly doesn't mean we go backwards. It certainly doesn't mean we you know, flush it all down the toilet. We have to build it so that it empowers future generations progressively to say, okay, I'm going to take responsibility for this and go to a higher level. I'm going to go closer to the image and likeness of Jesus than even the previous generation. Not that I don't honor them and appreciate them, but I don't say they've put the limit on how high the ceiling goes. I need to be in that place where we apostolically say, no, we can keep going forever and ever and ever. As we look at it as fathers, perhaps, no matter how far we were able to get, we're always looking for the next generation to go farther than us. And that's what has to, that has to be a model that somehow finds its way into application in the kingdom of God. And so what we honestly have to look at as we do this apostolic thing is owning the fact that we have been given this amazing amount of revelation. Man, the word of God has never been so revealed yeah. as it is today. Never been a time when we understand the depth of what we understand, just the ability to do it quickly. The app on my, on my phone, I have this book at home. It, 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 some of us older ones would know concordances used to be books. I don't, you know. They were this thick. 
I mean, to look up the correlation between three or four words would take you all night. And you'd have pencils and papers and Greek and Hebrew words and numbers and who knows what the heck that was. Now, it's just a click and a click. Zip, dip, 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 dip. I can literally do six words in in two minutes. Just the speed at which we can access the information that we're hunting down is is extraordinary in our day. Apostolic ministry is coming into the place where we're not just going after the understanding. Matter of fact, there isn't, even, there isn't really even a lot of understanding that comes forth, right? As you say, I've spent the last 10 years teaching Mark 4. Alex gets up in the pulpit on, on Wednesday night and says, okay, let's go to Mark 4. There's really not a lot we're going to talk about here. It's been revealed. Yeah. The blessing of Abraham was something you probably heard decades ago. That's not the problem. The problem today is how do I get it manifested in my life so that my life can come up to the place of influence where I, have, where I can do something other than scratch and scrape to figure out how I'm going to pay the rent by the end of the week and start expanding our perspective of the world around us so that we have impact and effect on that world. In order to do that, it's not, hey, I got a cool message. I can quote a scripture for you, although I hope you can. It's about the fact that it's manifested in operation in your life. And how does that happen? Apostolic, it's like fathers, right? Like your kids may come to mommy and tell them all kinds of things that they did today. And daddy knows that it's a bunch of hooey. And so daddy wants to know, okay, show me the grass that you cut. Show me the garage that you cleaned. Show me the basket of laundry. That's what we're about. We're about a show me. We're about a let me see it. Not, con- not in a condemning way. But as we are accepting the fact that Jesus was not about suffer while you're here on earth and there'll be a great reward for you in heaven. Now, there is great rewards in heaven. But the great rewards in heaven are not just specifically because you suffered on earth. It's laying up great treasures in heaven. That's That's the things that you're doing. That's the accomplishments of what's being done for God in the earth. And each one of us recognizing then, if that's true, if I can buy into that being the real situation, then what I'm doing is I want to figure out how do we start getting these promises, these abilities, these word of God realities, which we know beyond a shadow of a doubt to be true, or else you certainly wouldn't be still here. How do I get those to manifest in my life? And it's simple. I got to see it. Apostolic ministry is a see it ministry. And it cannot be satisfied. It will not be satisfied until it sees it, until you have it, until it's manifested, until it's becoming a force. Like I, 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 you know, I was speaking to someone the other day and it was, you know, like the, the, the kingdom of God has got to get away from individual small activities. There's no way that we take on Time Warner and, and Hollywood when, you know, when we don't have the ability to do anything, we don't understand how to use any of the technology. We don't have the ability. We don't have the creativity. We don't have the financial ability. We don't, everybody's busy, you know, spending 60 hours a week trying to pay the rent. You're not, we're not gonna, we just can't, that's not a, that's not a working model. There's just no way that's going to happen. Instead, a corporate environment where we can gather together, become unified about what we're doing, and create a force that needs to be reckoned with. Not because of one person or one persona or one message or, you know, one particular song or book, 
but because there's a grouping of a massive number of people who are allowing God to, to transform from the inside out and produce a great ability in their lives that can be used to transform the lives of other people, evidenced by it. The Bible says this terrible thing. I, I, I've always hated this. Many, I, I hate many scriptures, to be honest with you. But this one has always been bothering me. He said, in Proverbs, it says, you know, nobody listens to a poor man. It's just like, ugh, for the kingdom of God. Wow. Right, where it's like, we, we want to have a, a voice. We want to we wanna be able to sit down with people and say, perhaps this is better. Yeah. Inside, and I don't, I'm not making you choose it, but in just to have a voice in somebody's life to say, you know what, I wonder if. That the kingdom has got to come into that place. We're just playing around. If we don't have a model, we don't have a plan that's going to put us into a place where your life has a real ability to communicate your decisions, your choices, the direction that you are choosing to take in your life in such a way that it's magnetic to the life of another person. The blessing of God is that ability where you have what would appear to be like Nicodemus seeing Jesus or the rich young ruler seeing Jesus or, you know, when the, the tribe in Malta saw Paul, they're looking at him, what, what, what kind of, what manner of man are you? Mm -hmm. Has one of the gods come down to live amongst us? You got their attention now yeah. because there's something going on in your life that cannot be explained through natural reasoning. That's the blessing of God. And, the, and, and apostolic ministry is specifically designed around get it manifested. Don't get it quoted. You, you start by quoting it, but you don't stop by quoting it. You keep on going. Vision, Vision Sunday is a specific time to share about what we are doing as a ministry and why we're doing it. Empowering each of us to establish more strongly unified bonds because we know the common objective we are trying to reach. We draw on the synergized creative flow. That's, a, that's lots of big words, sorry. But when you draw people together, you know you can draw people together and all you do is fight. How many say, yeah, I've... I've when you draw people together, when we can unify around a vision of where we are trying to go, now that, that unified vision of where we're trying to get to releases the juices from all the people involved in a way that it, the sum of the parts is, uh, the, 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 how does that go? How does synergy go? Some of the whole is greater than the parts. Yeah. And so when we do that as a body, your creative contribution yes, sir. is valuable to the equation only when, you know, it, you know, a broken clock is right twice a day. Sometimes we get it right not knowing the vision. But... When we have creative contribution, and I don't know that you know where I'm trying to get, or you don't know I know where you're trying to get, then your contribution to me is not valuable because I don't know if it's going to get me closer or not because I don't know if you know where we're trying to go. When we are synergized together around a purpose of where we are trying to go as a ministry, now the creative input from everybody is much more valuable because I know you know we're trying to get to the same place. You may see it differently. Of course you will. Prophetic people see it very differently than pastoral people, right? There's definitely huge differences between the way we see how to get where we're going. And that's what's very valuable. But the get where we're going thing needs to be a unified reality of each one of our hearts. And that is, we are going to manifest 
the blessing of God in our lives, the kingdom of God in our lives. When Matthew chapter 6, Jesus did not tell us to pray that we get to heaven when we die. The whole modern church experience is really about praying that we get to heaven when we die. Instead of, as Jesus instructed us, what do you pray for? What is your heart to do? What's the mandate? The mandate is, thy kingdom come, God's kingdom come on earth. Excuse me, God's kingdom come, God's will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Our objective, Jesus' objective, was not to get people saved and get them to heaven or else he'd get them saved and shoot them in the head. Perfect. Save us a whole lot of trouble. Instead, he said, no, I'm gonna, you're going to come into the, see the kingdom. You're going to open the door to the kingdom. You're going to walk into the kingdom. You're going to mature in the kingdom. But I'm going to leave you here for that. Yes, so that your life in the kingdom of God becomes a real life manifestation of, the, of, of God, as it were. His word, his promise, his blessing on the earth. So other people can partake of it and decide, yeah, I'd like to serve a God who is good like that. I want to serve a God who's love like that. I want to serve a God who will rescue like that. I want to serve a God who's merciful like that. Yeah, that's what I want to do. I'm not interested in walking this life alone. Nobody is. But I'm certainly not interested in, in, in walking with a God who hates me and is waiting with a thunderbolt in hand to get me next time I step out of line. I, just, I wouldn't want to do that. But the God of the Bible is a God that is attractive, magnetic. It's the, he's the answer to everything that is in the heart of a human being. God designed us that way. And so modern day, uh, um, okay, so modern day apostolic ministry is drawing together all these historical things. We're drawing them together into a synergized environment. That's the key. Apostolic ministry is tasked with drawing together all these mature components to achieve the, 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 I know, I, 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 I know it sounds exclusive when I say that, but there is a foundational kingdom uh, uh, objective. The thing we are trying to do is actually a foundational reality, and it's a singular thing. At least it starts with a singular thing. Previously, the objective has been to mature in the particular piece that we were maturing in. So when the, when the evangelistic ministry came forth, sort of in the end of the, the 20th century, let's say 1880, let's go there. But as that was beginning to come forth, there was lots of people doing lots of things and they were learning how did God want this power ministry to come forth in the earth. And now by the time it gets to the middle of the, let's say the end of the Second World War, somewhere, you know, Oral Roberts and these kind of people, that evangelistic call, the Billy Graham people, that had been matured. They knew what they were trying to accomplish and the people had, had embraced it in such a way that it was actually changing the world. Back in the beginning, it was some little podunk town in Texas and nobody was paying any attention to it. But it was coming forth. But and then the people in those environments were very much tasked by God to mature in the particular piece of the puzzle that they were being given. This season now, maturing isn't let's all mature as apostles. That's not the objective. I think we're going to see a whole pile of that for sure. But that's not the objective. The objective of, of an apostolic ministry is to draw together and learn how to synergize these mature expressions. Because the mandate of the kingdom of God is to accomplish something. It's not to learn something or have a revelation of something 
or to have a message or those type of things. It's actually to accomplish something. What God's been doing is he's been maturing these pieces so that they can all come together, right? Like I was watching a couple nights ago on the way they built the, 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 World Trade, the rebuild of the World Trade Center. And they built it, the whole spire that's at the top of that thing, they built it in pieces somewhere in Montreal, I think, is where they built it. And they brought it in pieces and then started to assemble it. And literally, zippity-doo-dah, the thing was there. They weren't trying to build it 1,500 feet off the ground. That's what God's been doing. He's been drawing all that. Now, what's important about it is for us each to do the math in our head, do the gymnastics in our head to be able to honor and respect where we have come from but recognize that this is now a different model. It's a different way of looking at what the ministry is trying to accomplish. The kingdom objective is singular. It's not, um, let me just give you this example. Maybe it'll be clear for you. Even though we have a plow truck, we got a, we got a new one, by the way. You haven't seen it yet, but it's evidently really cool. You probably are happy to get rid of the thing that was sitting out the back there that looked like it was, yep, good. <laughs> now, we may be the only church in town that has its own plow truck. But that doesn't make us a plow truck church. <laughs> the plow truck is here because there's a specific thing that we needed to do a bunch of really important times every year. But we're not about plow trucks. When we draw in pieces of what has gone on god's restoring power over the last you know thousands of years as he's been restoring those pieces sometimes i need a pastor sometimes i need a message sometimes i need a persona sometimes i need but we're not about the pastor or the persona or the message or this cause or we're not about that we're about all of that it depends on when we're doing it it depends what the objective, like you're hearing today about Light City University. Light City University is about restoring hope into the hearts of people. And all of these things are all driven towards that objective, to solve these, pro- these huge problems that God has commissioned us with here in the Fort Erie, Southern Ontario area. And it doesn't stop here. It goes and goes and goes and goes and goes. The disenfranchised community, the voiceless community, the invisibles of the world today, they're there. And they have dreams and desires just like each one of us have. But there, there's, there has to be a way that we get that person to go from broken life that is, that is not a meaningful experience for them all the way over to what God has intended for them from the very beginning of time. How do you get Peter from a broken fisherman into the world changer? God could do that. He could do that with every single person. He wasn't saying, oh, I'm going to do maybe 12 or so and then the rest of you sucks to be you. It's not like that. God's got a plan for every one of us to do that. And so the social justice, if you want to kind of coin it like that, that is on those, that, that, that video you watch where we're looking at the statistics of this area and saying we just need to be able to empower people in a better way. These environments are built towards accomplishing that. Does that make that we're, you know, Light City is going to change its name to Light City University? No, it's not going to do that. These are things that are expressions. They're plow trucks. All kinds of plow trucks all over the place that are doing certain jobs, certain accomplishing certain things as God leads us forward into better ways to accomplish the actual mandate, the purpose of God. The purpose of the kingdom of God, singly. Remember when we were in Mark chapter 4 and verse 26? The kingdom of God is likened unto a 
It's the only time in Scripture. There's two, there's two little parables right there, back to back in Mark chapter 4, where God says, this is what the kingdom of God is, looks like. There's, there's no other references to the kingdom of God that define it. And he just says, the kingdom of God is likened unto a seed that a farmer uh, sows, and he goes to bed, and he sleeps and rises night and day, and he, the seed comes up, he knoweth not how. First the blade, then the ear, then the full corn in the ear, and then he puts in the sickle and, and takes in the harvest. The next one is about a farmer who sows a seed, even the smallest of seeds, like a mustard seed. And that small mustard seed seed grows up and creates a big, huge tree that's so big the birds can come and perch in that tree. That's what the kingdom of... So the kingdom of God is... We should just go like this. Kingdom of God equals seed. That's it. Don't make it more complicated than that. It's just seed. But it's a very particular kind of seed. It's a seed that actually gets in the heart of a human being. The, and the, the proof, you know, like Jessica, where's, where's Jessica and Mike? Jessica and Mike are having a boy, so they're just whoop, 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 whoop. <laughs> you, you know how they know that? They're, they're, they tested, there's evidence, there's a way of checking. I don't know what they do, right? Maybe it's a picture and then we can all tell, but maybe it's uh, some kind of a blood test or something like that. I'm not quite sure what they did. But they found out there's evidence of what is in Jessica's tummy right now. And so there's evidence, there's a way of, of, of measuring it, there's a way of understanding it by doing a such and such a test. The way, the primary way that we do, how is the kingdom of God working in your life, is how much hope you have for your future. You see, what, when, 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 there's three, in, in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 13, it talks about three major forces, faith, hope, and love. The greatest of these is love. Remember that scripture? You probably used it at your, at your wedding. What God is talking about is these are the major forces that are the spiritual forces going on in this earth. The one that is most easily measured is hope. Because let me get you, let me just, I'm going to read them to you so I'm not taking time to write them on the board. Uh, so, there's three continuums that we're going to try and move on. We're going to try and turn dread, which is a negative expectation of the future, to hope, which is a positive expectation of the future. The negative would be, nothing is ever going to work for me, God's not with me, and the curse is upon my life. All the way over to this part here, where everything is going to work out for me, God is with me, and the blessing is on my life. Uh, the, the kingdom of God is simply, simply, this movement from what is actually going on inside of my soul. Now, it's also going from fear to faith, but fear, when we talk about the word fear, it's really more of an emotion that we feel in our soul. It's not a noun. See, fear in that context, faith is a noun. It's, it's something I believe. It's a noun. And, and fear is also something I believe. It's not the verb that we feel emotionally. Right. And then there's the, 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 the third one is going from selfish to love or selfish to others centers. I, I get myself off my mind and I've got nothing to do with my life except focus on you. So as I'm going on that continuum, those are the three continuums that the kingdom of God is trying to establish. The most visible or the most measurable of those components is hope. I could tell when I wake up in the morning what I think my day is going to go like. I can, I can, like Tina's saying, how's your day? I'm going to answer, terrible, okay, 
awesome. She knows I'm in dread, I'm neutral, or I'm hopeful. Because I haven't put my feet on the floor yet. And I can actually measure how much hope I have. Now, when we take a look at words like dread, we don't necessarily use that word a lot. So let me give you a whole bunch of words that are synonyms to this condition that's going on in the soul. Please stay with me. It's important that you, you get why this is so important that everything that we do around here is focused on getting hope in the hearts of people. If we can get hope in the hearts of people, as you're going to see before I let you go today, there's going to be a whole bunch of things that happen as a result of getting that done. If we try to do stuff over here and we don't have the hope in the right place, we're just going to frustrate ourselves because it doesn't work unless you have the hope component in place. But once you have the hope component in place, it works automatically because the hope is evidence that the word of God has actually got inside of you. I can feel it. And so listen to some of these words. Uh, dread, doubt, skepticism, anxiety, apprehension, consternation, dismay, distress, nervousness, panic, stress, tension, trepidation, uneasiness, foreboding, depression, angst, agony, mistrust, uncertainty, worry, suspicion, or a bunch of negative emotions, things like anger, depression, anxiety, fear, etc., etc. Those are all evidence. If you think about what those are, words are all about, those words are all our soul looking forward into the next space of time in my life with a negative expectation. I'm mistrusting people. I'm skeptic. I'm doubtful. I'm, uh, I think something bad is going to happen. I'm going to, uh, something bad, you know, all of those things are, f they're, they're tangible in the way I feel. When the word of, the God, word of God comes to me, and let's say I'm concerned that I'm going to run out of money, and the word of God comes to me and says, um, uh, my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. Well, that's a, we can all quote that. That's great. Doop -doop, but do I feel it? Right. When I hear those scriptural words, are they just churchy things that we talk about Sunday morning, but they mean nothing to the rest of my week? Or are they real? Have they, have they been planted on the inside, maybe they're not bearing a lot of fruit yet. Maybe there's still bills that are coming. There's more month than money. I don't know. But, there, but do I feel like I'm getting hopeful? Until I start becoming hopeful, the word's not getting in me. We spent this, uh, the, really the first part of this year talking about the word being released in such a way to a human being and it not entering. There's all kinds of reasons that it doesn't enter. It can enter, but we have to make sure that it is entering. The kingdom of God, the work that we are doing here as a ministry, is all trying to, to dismantle all the reasons that the word of God won't get into your life in such a way that you start to feel the growth of it on the inside. So that when depression comes, the hope starts beats it down fast. Maybe it doesn't do it at first. That's okay. But as we keep going down this road, is there hope starting to come? 
right? Like, we're, we, I don't know if we're going to talk a lot about it today, but the Light City University, the 40-year learning part, where it's about education and about empowering and equipping us to go do something valuable for the world around us, something that's meaningful and, 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 and uh, desirous for us to do, become skillful at it. What does that do to somebody? That starts to give them hope. Right? It's a, it's a way that I can express myself and I can actually see a pathway starting to be produced in front of me. And so if that produces hope, we're into it. And we do the, the, you know, the, 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 the momentum center stuff, the, the rhema stuff, the inner healing stuff, the dealing with trauma, dealing with the pains of the past, all sort of thing. What we're doing is we're going to try and, you know, these, are, these pylons go down pretty far sometimes. And we're trying to get that pylon out of there and replace it with a pylon that can actually hold some weight. That takes a little bit of work. Well, what's the point of it? The point of it isn't to have an inner healing program. No. Use up all, I don't know how many thousands and thousands and thousands of hours we put into those projects. Those things are about creating hope. So that when I wake up in the morning and I'm feeling this terrible foreboding feeling for no reason at all that just something bad's going to happen today, can I deal with it? Yeah. When I meet a new person and I, and, you know, do I, do I trust that person? Am I skeptical about what people say? Everything, you know, is that my nature? I can, I can, under, I can get the rid of that. Yeah. I, you're not born that way. Olivia is not that way. No. My little granddaughter is not that way. You tell her the sky's blue because Papa painted it blue. She goes, wow, Papa, you're awesome. Because <laughs> she's not skeptical. She doesn't doubt. I mean, I, I don't tell her that, but it's a good idea. I should, Baba, yes, that's good, Baba. The... The things we learn in life, the experiences that we have in life, cause us to become, go from being very hopeful people, as we get older and older and older, become very dread-filled people. You know, we, we know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. But the stuff we've seen, it's it, not that good. And so it begins to injure us and steal the hope from us. The kingdom of God is all about giving back that childlike hope so that out of that hope, now is the important part, I'll finish with this. The Bible tells us that hope is the beginning of the spiritual equation of manifestation. It says it like this. In Hebrews chapter 11, it says, Faith is the substance of things hoped for. What that means is, if you do the tenses and get it all straightened out, it means before you put faith in motion, you have to have hope. Hope needs a blueprint. Hope needs something on the, an expectancy on the inside of us. A real expectancy, not like a church expectancy. When I wake up in the morning, I really expect the blessing of God to show up upon, within, and through my life. I expect that to happen. And when I'm expecting it to happen, I start noticing that it is happening when I notice it does happen, I'm expecting it to happen even more. Simple equation. Simple, simple, simple equation. It's like when you pe think people are going to reject you and you come into this room and people reject you. They're not rejecting you, but you think they are. And so then you come next week expecting them to reject you even more. It's ex we all know this process. We just have to flip it on its head, which is what the kingdom of God is all about. Because everybody's life runs by seeds. You think you wear those jeans because you came up with the idea? That's not how it works, right? They start putting the magazines out in January of 17 because they want to sell you the jeans in June of 18. 
They need bell bottoms to get in your heart, and it's going to take a while. They're not printing the blue, they're not making the bell bottoms yet. They already know that. They need to put the pictures out there. They need to put it on television. They need to, you know, do all of these things. Let it sit in your heart, and then you wake up in June of 2018 and say, "Oh my gosh, I love bell bottoms." <laughs> Simple. It's the whole world works exactly the same way. The problem is, is that the kingdom has not seized hold of it so that the word of God has the ability to produce superhuman beings, which is what God wants to do with you. Hebrews chapter 11, faith is the substance of things hoped for. We've all spent 30 or 40 years realizing that faith is this, is this supernatural ability to just turn anything into anything. The problem is, we have not understood what it really means to hope. And so, the kingdom of God, the manifest, the apostolic ministry, is, is going to work on and work on and work on and work on the ability to get the damage, the trauma, the, the misunderstandings, the philosophical things, the, all of this stuff that is trying to render the, the, the Christian life uh, uh, spiritually disempowered. And then love, the Bible says, faith worketh, the gas in faith's tank is love. So can you see, as we look at that simple mathematical equation, that our first priority is to learn what is and how do I get hope. I won't have to worry about it further than that because faith is a power force that has been put into this planet. And when I get hope, the faith that I do have is going to begin to take that hope, that blueprint, that expectancy of what tomorrow is going to look like, and it's going to start building it in my tomorrow. Then, as we'll discover further down, so that's then the, the second thing that's going to be ignited then is faith, and then the power in our faith, how much horsepower does it have, is determined by how much love, or it's, love is a bad thing, because you know, we say I love ice cream, and I love Ferraris, and I love my wife, and I love God, and we use these with the same word for all those things, is they're not the same. Bible love is when, what happens when I get myself off my mind and still have a few minutes left in the day. And what I do with those three minutes is I think about you or think about somebody else. Those three minutes are when I did love. Because the rest of the day I thought about myself. And that's not love. So there's no gas for my faith to do anything. And we'll discuss these things as we go down the road. And this is all the factors now of what apostolic ministry is trying to do. Now, you could probably recognize, as I did, that if we could just do these three things, if we can get good at those, now anybody can go from here, depending on what the desire, what the plan, what the purpose God is bringing you to, empowered with this understanding, and go and get the rest of the Bible. And there's a lot of cool stuff in the rest of the Bible. Go and take whatever your promise is from the Bible, put it through this process, get it manifested in your life so that you can go do what God's calling you to do. Yeah. Yeah. You want to heal people? Great. 
Just go get an expectation that you can. Ignite your faith with lots of scripture verses that God promises that you can. Love the other person. Don't be about your personality or your reputation or how much money you'll make from it. And all of those type of things. Get that kind of working and zippity doo dah. you can heal people. You want to go and pay off Canada's national debt? No problem. Go get some hope scriptures on money. Go get the faith for it. Get the desire to help other people with that money. And all of a sudden, it's going to start working. The problem is, is that do we really understand that? Is it something that we... So the message, the purpose, the kingdom mandate isn't for me to turn you into a clone of me. Like, believe me, this world has enough of me. At complete, ask anybody I know. We have enough of Ian in this world. What the kingdom of God needs... Listen, listen, this is not church talk. I'm not trying to motivate you. I'm motivating you, but I'm not, I'm not being a hypocrite. The kingdom of God needs you. It doesn't need me. It has me already. I mean, it has me on my journey. I'm already into this. It needs you. It needs you and the gift and the perspective and the understanding and the expression and the creativity and the motivation and the intensity. All of that needs to come forth in such a way that it strengthens everything God is trying to do in the earth. A million times over. A billion times over. Until the whole earth is filled with heaven on earth. When you look around here in the ministry, Everything we do has got some relationship to putting hope back in the hearts of yeah, people. Come on. Everything. And maybe you'd say there's a whole bunch of things missing. Yeah, we know there's lots missing. Yes. But what we're trying to do is find the things that get the high octane hope. There's a thousand things that we can do to give everybody hope. I give you a check for a thousand dollars. I give you some hope, right? We could do that. We hope to do those things. We, that's part of the plan. But we'll do what we can do right now that's giving us the highest transformation rate. Yes. Look at it like this. I'm, I'm, I'm trying not to make it clinical, but do you understand what I'm trying to express here? And then when you look around, you know, why is the music loud? So that you stop talking. <laughs> so that you can enter in. Right? Like with me, when, I, you know, I'm, I, when I'm, I'm preaching, I want to be here. I want to be like right in front of the speaker. I want blood coming out of my ears because I want to focus. <laughs> Right? Sometimes I need to scream to focus. Do you understand? It helps me. And we've learned things. I put my hands up in the air. You know, sometimes I have that iPad in my hand. You probably noticed that. But I try to put it down, put my hands in the air so that I don't have the iPad in my hand. Because I want to focus on the Lord. You see, there's like all kinds all around here. That's what we're doing. Yeah, we have plow trucks and yeah, we have these things. But we're about getting hope back in the hearts of people. Amen. So that their actual experience can go from dread and skepticism and worry and anxiety and mistrust and all of those things that really make life yucky and get us over into the place where we have the opposites of those things. We have joy and we have peace and we have patience and we have kindness and we have faithfulness. We have self-control. We have these beautiful things about life to make life so meaningful and rich for us. We love the journey, even if there was no faith attached to it. Nothing ever changes out here. I still think we should get hope, not dread. I still think this would be a valuable possession. Come on. So put your hand over your heart Thank and say, Holy Jesus. Spirit, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Help, me to see. help me to see 
Help me to see what you're doing. What you're doing in my life, in my life, my family, in my family, in my church, in my church, my city, in my city, my region, in my region. So that I can partner with you. So I can partner with you. I can you see where you're going. And see where you're going. I'm going to release my creativity. I'm going to release. I'm going to release my energy. I'm going to release. I'm going to release my words. I'm going to release. I'm going to release my faith. I'm going to release my expectancy. My expectancy. To synergize. To synergize. With all those other people. With all those other people. That you're doing the same thing with. That you're doing the same so that you can produce so that you can produce a unified environment a unified environment where the commanded blessing where the commanded blessing flows in Jesus name in Jesus name